it, but here it is, the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. Hello and welcome into the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. My name is Flynn. I'm going to be one of your hosts for the evening. I'm here with Andrew Hovkamp. Wrong order. I refuse to respond. Jacob Pretty. Uh, I like being listed before Kevin. Boom shakalaka. How's it going, guys? And the Kevin Reynolds. Ooh, I like no, the qualifier. No. I wasn't going to say anything, no. but he added the qualifier. So happy <laughs> to be here. How's it going, guys? I said the, not the, so it doesn't it doesn't really count. You the are the only Kevin person Reynolds. who thinks that that's a distinction. So just wanted to give that there. <laughs> whatever. It's sure, literally whatever. whether or not you're saying a vowel. Pretty and I, yeah. pretty and I are the doctors, so what do I care? Yeah. Yeah. Doctors of camp and doctors pretty and senior Reynolds. So, uh, be sh- you just say doctors, Hove camp and pretty. Yeah, that too. Uh, be sure to follow us on the Instagrams and the Twitters and, and, and stuff like that on social media, rate, subscribe, <laughs> review, wherever you listen to podcasts. I've, uh, recently submitted our podcast to Stitcher. If you listen on Stitcher, you might be new. So welcome in. Um, probably not though. We're probably, we don't probably have any new listeners because of that. Um, <clears throat> I have yet to find a new app for Apple. Uh, I've been looking for a decent app to replace <laughs> Apple. I can't. I haven't oh found gosh. one. Apple's I'm, terrible. I'm though. imagining someone on Stitcher that just like <laughs> our podcast popped up and they were like, ooh, thank God they're on Stitcher now. <laughs> uh, Flynn, have you tried Huber's Farm? No. It's a, it's a great place for apples. Um, <laughs> you wanted a new apple. They actually do have they some have of the best apples. great apples. Uh, <laughs> it's oh, my Indiana, God. That's such a more outside of Louisville. That was a stretch, Kevin. Good uh, joke. No, yeah, no. So that's that actually brings me to a, a joke that uh, I made. So Ke- so Kevin's wife texted both uh, Kevin, me, and my my wife Lauren, um, and she just goes, "I want to Apple Watch," and I was like, "What?" And she was like, "Oh, that was just meant for Kevin. I meant I want an Apple Watch for for Christmas." And so I actually looked up Apple Orchard so we could go Apple watching together. Um, we have yet to do that yet, uh, but I did sign her work email up for an Apple uh, quarterly uh, newsletter. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he invested in some kind of fruit company, <laughs> and then they said you don't got to worry about money anymore. Flynn, oh. what's that movie? He was talking like it was Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> all, I heard, all I heard was that that was a recognizable impression. <laughs> well, it was it was uh, not unrecognizable, I guess. It's true. That's oh true. Oh my God, what are, Flynn? What are oh we doing? Man. So it's well, we're drinking bourbon. So it's oh, not wait, drinking bourbon. Oh man, we haven't even we didn't talk the about bourbon. that first. Uh, so tonight um, I am drinking Boone County bourbon. Um, it's their small batch. Uh, they're they're just regular label bourbon. Um, it is one of the sweetest bourbons um, on the market, in my opinion. Um, it is quite enjoyable. Kevin, what are you drinking? Well, I you know, so I say I have a lot of love for for Boone County Distillery. My wife and I were on the first ever tour they did there. Really love that place. It, it is true they're still using the the Seagram stuff. They're not what you're drinking is not something the Boone County Distillery made yet. That that product is not ready yet. So um, I'm not but sure. The mash, it's bill, be that the mash sweet. bill is what they picked out, and it's very very sweet. I agree with you. I'm just saying. I think it's important that people know that. Um, 
so you know it is good stuff though really and the bourbon cream from boone county is the best bourbon Delicious. cream out of yes, any of them for sure and a great tour you know made by ghosts on the social is, media is, is really the bourbon stuff. cream at buffalo trace um like um uh, regulated i guess no I feel like everything there is you can only buy one or like this is a problem. No, it's no, it's not. You can buy as many. You can buy as much Buffalo Trace and Buffalo Trace bourbon cream there as you want. You cannot though buy much more than one E. H. Taylor um, in any in, in a three month time period. Um, so, but that's a good segue. So you you might recall the last time we were together, I talked about how we went on this great trip down to Frankfurt to visit some distilleries, and one of the ones that we visited was Woodford Reserve, and I got to try Woodford Reserve straight out of a single barrel, and now that's not something that they sell, and so that was really, really special. Um, That exact moment on the podcast reminded me that our good friend Joe, friend of the pod, had hooked me up with um, something really special that I'm having tonight, and it is Blanton's straight from the barrel. Wow. So this, again, is, is very, very, very rare. It's 127 proof. Um, guys, I, I'm showing this to this screen so you can see just how dark it is. It is uh, very rich. And based on Kevin's track record of showing us liquor on the screen, yeah. he could have spilled that entire glass. So that was very Should have. Yeah. yeah. I, I will, I'm treating <laughs> it, this with such care. It got care. close a couple of times, I thought. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, um, this is a really interesting glass I've got, by the way. But anyway, um, I just have to say, first of all, Joe, thank you. And second of all, this tastes like, um, like your grandfather's Werther's caramel out of their, um, like bar- butterscotch caramels out of their smoking jacket. That's how rich and delicious this is. It's sweet, but it's got a bite to it. It's dark. It's got a lot of oak notes with it. Um, this is really, really special, and I'm enjoying it quite a bit. So, Blanton's straight from the barrel. 127 proof. Very. Let me good. just let me just get this straight. You described what sounds to be an incredible bourbon, and then you lost me on the analogy where it's like, you know how your grandpa like smokes a pipe and then also puts a Werther's in the same pocket. That's He's talking what this about the like. 1950s and 60s. That's what Kevin's talking about. So He's I, recalling back to just, you know the yeah. mid 20th century. I was just like, I don't know if those are the best Werther's. The ones that you know taste like pure tobacco. <laughs> Listen, you have your family traditions. I have mine. Okay, okay. Oh my gives I'm drinking, all, I'm drinking an old tried and true. Um, I've had this a couple of times, but um, it's just it just felt right tonight to grab the Cooper's Craft uh, Bourbon, uh, obviously Bourbon uh, Barrel Reserve, the Hunter Proof. Hundo. So. I've had it before. Proof. It is tasty. It is going to be a good evening while I'm drinking it. Um, affordable, drinkable, Flint or not Flint? Pretty. What are you drinking? Uh, so I again am still trying to uh, dispose of my my store of bourbons before going in and getting more. Uh, so I'm actually uh, because I couldn't stand uh, drinking it just on the rocks. So I've made myself a Kentucky Mule um, with uh, Jeffers Creek. You'll know that as the <laughs> nameless, faceless bourbon or faceless, tasteless bourbon. I can't remember. Y'all call it Tasteless, smellless wonder anyways, is what you called it several yes, times. Yes, tasteless, smellless wonder. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm drinking a Kentucky Mule, which is basically a Moscow Mule, but you sub out uh, the vodka for bourbon, and it's great. Yep. yep. So that's what I've got. 
<clears throat> Speaking of what I've got, Flynn, what you got for us tonight? Yeah, what so are we tonight doing? we're actually only doing two segments because I've we want to we want to focus on uh, <laughs> these two ridiculous segments. Uh, one is asked for um, from the listeners. The other is definitely not. So the first one we're going to do is a podcast. <laughs> this podcast is rank. Uh, and then the second one is a non-fictional battle royale that is um, intricate. What? Fictional, fictional battle royale. It's a non-fictional. Wait, what? Non-fictional battle royale. It's a non-fictional fictional. Wait, what? It's Pretty, were you about to draft Scrooge McDuck? Okay. Uh, we'll get there. I'll, I'll. Pretty is Pretty going to be quickly feverishly pitching. Googling, it looks like, uh, the next yeah, next few minutes. Oh, boy. You have an entire and segment. learn why later. <laughs> Tony Stark. Excellent. Batman. Oh. He, he's, he's just going to pivot to, like, Christian Bale, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, <laughs> So we'll we'll introduce uh, what the topic is for the non non fictional battle royale uh, here soon. But Kevin, take us into this podcast is rank. This podcast is rank. Ew. I want to be pretty clear that it's a non fictional fictional battle royale. We want to make sure that's really clear. The segment um, is fictional battle royale, but it is a non fictional fictional battle royale. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Real life again. People. Always on the we'll, same we'll page. Introduce it to you. Tremendous nonsense. Okay, so um, our goal is not to rank stuff every episode. Uh, let's make that clear to everybody. But this is something that the folks keep saying, I want to know what you guys think about X. And in this case, on the Instagrams, someone called us and said, we instantly wanted to gram you about how you should do a ranking of Harry Potter characters. We, we have got to haves the bourbon and brothers podcasts broadcasts uh ranking consensus of the top 10 harry potter characters of all time and I, so I that's have, what we're gonna do i have yep see, i have a quick question okay what are what is the are we what what kind of character like what do we mean by character i think he's like i think most, he's about to give us right, yeah parameters you know can i can i can i get on with the podcast can i just if, keep introducing yeah, the thing you gave real me quick too much or, of a pause i'm sorry you told me i set the stage and that's something i do really well and that's what i've been trying to do i'm setting the scene here so here's what we're going to do it would be unfair but incredibly possible that the four of us could make a list of the top ten Harry Potter characters of all time and Harry Potter himself not make the list. <laughs> so in in order for that to, to protect ourselves. Yeah. yeah, well, okay. <laughs> to protect okay. Hermione's to protect ourselves. So like, we're all in agreement. <laughs> to protect ourselves from being the one podcast out there that is both the laughing stock of the Disney Princess community and the Harry Potter community, aka the Wizarding World. We wanted to make sure that we eliminated the big three from contention. So the idea here is we are, in this case, saying there are three main characters in Harry Potter, Ron, Hermione, and and Harry. We are now going to rank the best supporting characters in Harry Potter. Um, Villains count as supporting characters. So do sidekicks and other pieces. But really, in this case, it's all characters are up for grabs. If you were, you know, think about this a little bit like a fantasy football draft. If you were to say, I want to choose the best characters to start a brand new series with. 
who are the best characters that I would take from this world and bring into a new one and make something really special again, uh, as if these books and movies didn't exist. That's what we're doing. Who are the best out there? I love this topic because what's, what's best, the order? best character can be anything mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the four of us dictate. So I love this. The order mm-hmm. goes uh, Kevin first, then Hove Camp, oh. then me, and then Jacob. So straight age, we are back so to reverse, the top. Re- reverse just, age order. Just to, right clarify, just to clarify this, just to clarify this, they have to had to have made an appearance in the original or not trilogy the original harry potter series none of the like it has to be in the books correct not like so uh, one um, through seven books none of the no curse um, no curse child no crimes um, hashtag not canon no yeah shout out to (laughs) yeah curse child definitely not but no uh um Fantastic Beast. No yeah. Grins of Wald, no, no, Beast. no, no Fantastic well, well, Beast. None Grindelwald, of that nonsense. I mean, he's not, yeah. he's not going to make the list, but he's, he is, right. he's an option. He would be he an is. option based on his yeah. mentions right. in, the, in the book. Sure. Yes. But like Jacob is the, Kowalski yeah. is not an option. Okay, okay. So, so that is what we're doing. As always, if you're joining us for the first time in what I think is episode 23, um, possibly 24. I've lost count. It, you know, this is 126 proof, 27 proof. So <laughs> here's what I'm saying. Every host gets two cards, a challenge card and a true. veto card. Every host gets two here's, cards. Here's what's true. <laughs> Every host gets a t- I think we made it through the last episode without a single literally. I didn't hear one. Yeah. I didn't hear and one. And that's, that's amazing that that yeah. happened. Okay. You two were great. Let's fix it. Our, our listeners Let's are stone cold this. sober. They are bored out of their minds. Okay. So <laughs> Good for them. I'm not. You get a challenge card and a veto. You play a veto. We each get one veto. You play it. That person will not be at that number on the top ten rank list, period. You play the challenge card. you got to put up somebody against that other character. The other two non-involved hosts get to decide. If they can't come to a consensus, we figure it out from there. That is the plan. I'm up first. I love that I'm up first, and it's not even a question. The answer is Dobby. Dobby's the best Harry Potter character of all time. Oh. oh no! I didn't. I didn't put these in order. I have a list of like twenty characters, and oh, I put man. them in no order. Like I started yeah, trying I'm to just... put them in order. Realized I didn't have time. Just threw a bunch of names up there. Dobby's on the list. That, I, I put, I'm going to challenge put three in order, and the rest are just non, are just that some nonsensical seems... list of folks. I'm going to. We've, that we've put I'm Tommy Weasley at the top of. Oh man, what are you doing, pretty? Pretty, go ahead. I'm challenging with uh, Neville Longbottom. Don't you? Uh, Neville Longbottom. Neville Longbottom, otherwise known as the other boy who could have lived if Voldemort picked him instead, kind of thing. I literally, there it is. There it is. Grew up, grew up in a tragic. uh, You know, uh, his parents um, were both, uh, you know, uh, uh, tortured, uh, and so he grew up with his grandmother. Um, and kind of uh, got picked on, you know, a lot at Hogwarts, but has this heart of gold, but still is this very brave, you know, courageous individual. Uh, he wields, he's one of, he is one of, I believe, three, maybe four characters that wields the sword of Godric Gryffindor in the books. Um, very much a worthy Gryffindor, uh, worthy of Godric's blessing. And um, honestly, I'm a Ron fan, but I think you could, if you took out Ron and put in Neville, the trio might get better. I don't know. 
You used Anyways, words like level. courage and heart of gold. Let me just say a couple things about We used about words Dobby. like... <laughs> Let me just say a couple... Boy, Listen. <laughs> we used these words the backbone of a lifetime spent defending something. You used them as a punchline. You used them as a punchline. <laughs> Deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. <laughs> you Dobby the, on that wall. Dobby you the house elf. You on that wall. Let me just say this. Well, first of all, well done, sir. Second of all, Flynn has no idea what you're talking about. Third third of all, it's, it's a few good men. Fourth of all, Dobby the house elf, while enslaved by the Malfoy family, the most vicious family in all of the, the uh, you know, outwardly death-eating Harry Potter world. We're out there, and and Dobby risks his life to go and keep Harry Potter from being able to get back to Hogwarts, warns him about what's about to happen to him, knowing full well that Lucius Malfoy could have found out that that happened and just straight murdered him to zero consequence, right? That that could have happened, and Dobby said, I'm going to protect Harry Potter anyway. And then Harry frees him. He frees him by tricking Malfoy into giving him a sock. And and then Dobby doesn't go, I'm free. I can now go do whatever the heck I want with my life. I basically have genie-like powers and that I get to keep even though I'm no longer enslaved. And you know what he does? He then shows back up at Bellatrix, Bellatrix Lestrange's freaking home while False these folks Malfoy are Manor. in. It's Malfoy Manor. Uh, get it oh, right. You're right. We'll you're right. Sorry. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Okay. Point noted. But – she shows back up. Bellatrix Lestrange is present, and there are other folks there that are ready to kill Harry, Hermione, and Ron. Dobby shows up and sacrifices his life to save them. And you're telling me that Neville Longbottom is great. He deserves to be on this list. He is nowhere near as important of a character as Dobby and, and is nowhere near as much of a martyr and hero as that elf. So do not come at me with that nonsense, sir. I'm gonna. That was a longer real, than thirty second retort. Uh, yeah, that's fine. You gotta let him. In. You got when he's on a roll. You gotta let him go. You never leave when you're on a heater. Um, I Kevin smoking heaters. It of these two, of these two, it's Dobby. It is the Hedwig's death was tough. Dobby's death was like unthinkably probably like difficult. Um, so I I wouldn't have been as bummed if Neville died as I was when Dobby died. I really wow. I hate that you two did this to the number one spot. Like, if I could veto both of these, I would. Um, But of the two, it's Neville. Uh, So, I guess we're gonna have to do a coin flip on this one because it's Dobby's not in my top ten. So I I love Dobby, but he's not in my top ten. I I. Um, this is the exact... He cannot be number one. Okay. Well, first of all, I hate you and we're no longer friends. And I think you might find that you're called to human resources tomorrow when, when you get to work. <laughs> Second of all, um, wow, I'm so mad. Third of all, um, I, I think this is actually in the history of this podcast. The first time someone could have used the phrase point of order correctly and said, can... Flynn veto at this stage, uh, and I think the answer is yes. So uh, Pretty has played. Well, which his, one is he vetoing? Well, he no, can't hang veto on. both. Pretty choices. has played his challenge card, and Huff can't voted for Dobby. Yeah. So Flynn is saying, 
if it's not that if, he doesn't want it, he doesn't want it to be Dobby and he doesn't want it to be Neville. I think Flynn can also play his veto card here if he wants to, and then we move on. So, but then do I get my? No, you don't I get feel your challenge. Like then better. I'm unfairly losing my challenge just because. Because if that's the case, yeah, you didn't I think win the, the challenge. The prim- I think the premise of like we have we have set a precedent that the challenge is uh, it's it's between those two. So uh, while I want to veto both of those, uh, I I will not accept that premise. So I will vote for Neville. Hovecamp has voted for Dobby. We are at a impasse. Coin flip, and that's Coin the flip. only reason why I think this is a point where because no one wa- he didn't win the challenge. He didn't convince no, both of no, you. No. We did this before. This has we happened this before. before. This has happened this before. This was a it's deliberate a impasse that I put forward in the very first time we ranked anything. I don't even remember what we were ranking, but here's how it was settled. Flynn chose a number that was one or two. And the both the posy and the challengey guessed a number. And Flynn, we trusted the honor system. All right, all right. So so uh, I'm holding up uh, a either one finger or two fingers under the desk. Uh, because Jacob challenged, you get to choose the number. I do? Yes. One. No, hang on, hang on. No, hang on. You can have one. No, you can't have one. We have to redo this. I don't <laughs> trust it, Flynn. I don't trust Flynn. Flynn, oh. text me. <laughs> Flynn, text me a number. No. Okay. You have to text it. You okay. have to text it Hold to Hubcam. I don't trust Flynn right now. One zoom on my Flynn phone. Flynn just told this me is... that Dobby's not in his top ten. That tells me Flynn is an immoral person. He would absolutely there, say there are sure, some I pick very serious characters we're leaving out. Uh, that I do have Dobby ranked behind. Um I have never. Okay, I have, te- I, have te- I have texted Hovecamp the number. Uh, the, the the premise that you don't trust me it's 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 baffling since you hired. Me. It is well um, warranted. I agree. In this situation, <laughs> you have just told so, me I know nothing about you, and that your judgment is se- either severely impaired or okay. corrupt all along. I all don't right. know which is which tonight, but I trust Hovecamp. I don't trust you. Move on. Okay, so I have pretty texted Hovecamp. Pretty pick a number. Mm-hmm. Is, is it one? So I pick one, one or two. One or two. Yes. One. Damn it. I was really hoping you'd change your answer. <sighs> See? Why would I do you that? You just admitted to being corrupt. I'm a man of honor. He I'm a man of honor. It. it was two the first time, too. So he you would have, I would have held it. up two. Dobby's <laughs> the was best Harry Potter character of being. all time. Mm. I he, don't he know. Dobby uh, number fun one. Part of, oh my God. The fun part of Flynn texting me this is that he said, in parentheses, pretty chooses, as if I wasn't also listening to the rules of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, just making sure everyone was on the same page. Hope Camp go. Dobby's number one. Hope Camp, Hope camp go. I, I have Dobby is this, awful. <sighs> not awful, there is but not no You are awful. Character, you are awful. No character that created an emotional, visceral reaction for longer than this character and it's it might be controversial, but Dolores Umbridge is one of the best characters that J.K. Rowling ever wrote. She is the worst. She is so bad. You hate her. You think of someone when you hear when you read about how terrible she is. She's just subtly <laughs> undermining everything. She is so connivingly terrible that as a character, 
And as a villain, she's more real to us than Voldemort. She's so bad. She's so she's great. She's such a great character. And mm-hmm. I can't believe that our list is going to start off Dobby <laughs> and Umbridge. <laughs> I, I, I have so many characters, characters I mean, here's of the all thing, time. And here's, where, oh. here's where I separated this. Umbridge <laughs> is a better character than most of everyone else that I have on my list. Yeah. And I like everyone yeah. else on my list more than I like yeah, Umbridge. Yeah, she's the worst. But that's but why she's, such she's, a that's well, why she's a better character. Such a well... Yes. She's a great character. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has to we be on the list. To, I don't, I don't to, think it has to be that high, but... Uh, she uh, has to be on the list because of how how well she is written, and I I don't Voldemort, like Voldemort is not so, on my uh, list. Agreed. So Imelda Staunton, who played her in the movies, is is playing the Queen Elizabeth in the final season of The Crown. So I, I'm very really? excited to just see see her and be like, hmm, Dolores Umbridge. Uh, but actually, I'm gonna veto. Okay, good. But before you before you move on, I just want to say so. Huffcam, on what, on you, what ground? On your grounds, pretty. State your grounds. My grounds? There are so many better characters. Like I cannot False. I cannot let Dobby and Umbridge be one and two on the you next best characters after the three. If pretty would have said she's only in one the book, then that would have been well, okay. She's in two books. But yeah, she's in more than one book. She's a, she's uh, a she's really in big the character in one book, book too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. She is um, the most real villain that was ever written by J.K. Right. Rowling, who wrote yes, the story true. of childhood. Yes, yeah, Voldemort. So uh, the more the more and more I, I I delve into it, Voldemort's not. He gets his power from Dumb- his Dumbledore is a pretty yeah. big villain in Harry Potter. I'm just saying, <laughs> Dumbledore. Uh, okay, was, I'm up. You, I'm up. Anybody could have put Dumbledore um, as number two. Number, number two, one. Severus Snape. Yes. Well, h- hang on, hang on, hang don't on. challenge, hang on. Don't I'm not. I'm not, ch- I'm not, I'm not doing fine. anything. I just want like. The way I'm approaching this is here are my favorite characters that I would like want to be a part of my team. Yeah. Not here yeah, the best the role, not not it. here the best written characters in Harry Potter. Like best written and I also want I Snape on my team. See, I think we're all doing different approaches. No, no, but I, I'm fine, <laughs> but I'm back to this Umbridge question cuz yeah, I agree actually, with Huffcamp. That's a good she's philosophical a, difference that Kevin and I would come to blows on. We're literally right, defining that, that, char- top characters. That's, that's what I want to talk about because I I agree with Huffcamp every point he made. She's not on my list because I'm like I hate that woman. Like I don't I don't want her. I hate Umbridge more than I like anyone else. Sure, that's why she's on my list. She's a fantastic, that's... well-written character, but I don't. I, I tried. I that's when, when I interjected a, you earlier, and you were like, "Can I finish?" That's what I was going for. I was like, "Umbridge is number one." If we're just naming the best characters, but not the best, like my favorite. Pretty, characters. pretty. Where are you and Flynn on this? Because I, 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 I'm so, approaching this very different he, than Kevin. And, my, if, and my, if everyone's approaching this like Kevin, I very much would like to go back and redo number two. No, my my approach is I'm going from not which characters are my favorite or which characters do I think are best written. I'm going from an approach of which character would I want to see more of? Do I want to see more of a story? I want to see more of Neville. I want to see what he does. I want to, I want see, to see more, more of Snape. Umbridge. I want to see what he like, does. She's, like, I don't. I hate her, but I want to see more of it because mm-hmm. she's such a compelling character. I want to see more of Snape because of the depth of the character. Right. Well, that's why, yeah, that's why I'm le- letting Snape be there. I don't think Umbridge is great but whatever so snape's cool with me snape number two yes so i okay let me ask this question then differently 
if you had to decide best written characters in Harry Potter versus most um, intriguing, is that what I feel intri- like? Pretty describing most intriguing. Um, for example, there's going to be a character that I'm going to pitch to to this list that is not well written, very barely mentioned, but I think the character is really cool just based off of the kind of brief I, little I, descriptions of action we get. So, so best written versus most endearing are two very different lists for me. So I think that we each have a, a different way of thinking about this, uh, a different way of defining what the word best means for best Harry Potter characters. And so here's what my, my proposal is. I think that we each uh, submit whatever we think, and then we have a checks and balances system that Kevin has put in place for us um, of the veto and the challenge. So uh, if you don't like it, then you'd veto or challenge um, based on what you think the word best means. But I think that we can move forward with the top 10 list. It's gonna get a little ridiculous, but you know, that's on brand. So I believe, I believe pretty is out of both his veto and challenge. Okay, yep. well, he challenged and vetoed right Kevin, at the time. Kevin and I have our checks and balances system. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Dobby and, and Kevin, Umbridge and, and, and Jacob Flynn Space is up. Force. So <laughs> it's it's mm, it's Dobby and Snape. Oh, yeah, that's right. Umbridge yep, got Dobby so and Snape. Snape is Snape. Dobby and Snape. Yep. And Flynn is up. Uh yeah. Am I? Yep, it goes Kevin Hellcamp, yep. Flynn, Jacob. Age, oh, I challenged age with. Did I, no, wait. Oh yeah, okay. Never mind. Never mind. No, never Umbridge mind. got vetoed by Pretty. Umbridge got vetoed by Pretty, and then. Wait, I'm no. gonna need you all to just trust when I tell you what happened. Is it's true? Here's what's true. Flynn is up. I agree with that. I submitted Snape. Yeah. Oh, you submitted Snape. Jacob's because, up. That wasn't oh, no, true. No, 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 no. You're right. You're right. Because because Umbridge was vetoed by a Pretty. The idiot got it. Yep. So Jacob is up. Jacob is up. Okay. Veto. I'm For sorry, number three. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 That's fair. <laughs> it's cool. You can. That's what I'm saying. Y'all are gonna veto. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Serious Black. I love it. They're fine at three. Yeah. I'm there. I think we. I think we all agreed on that one. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> he's my. He's my number two. Uh, he's he my number four. So. He was my number four. Oh, I'm sorry. That's wrong. He is my. He is my number three. He's not my number two. My number. My number two is actually um, the mo. The the theory. I can't remember if we talked about this on here or not. I, I'm getting this my whole world mixed up. We might not have, but I I, I read a theory, and I loved it. That the most underrated powerful wizard in the wizarding world is Hagrid. Yep. I've read that too. And yep. Hagrid is Hagrid was my number 2. He is the best you know, Sirius Black you know, plays his role as godparent, but but Sirius uh, Hagrid is the father figure for Harry that he never had. Uh, Hagrid is um, the theory goes that um, Hagrid can do some stuff that other wizards can't do. It that's it, shown in the films, like casting spells without saying them out loud very early on, doing some transfiguration stuff without saying them out loud very early on, um, and and he's also half giant, which makes him a boss. And he's like super reason, resistant to all magic, <laughs> right? Actually, he's super resistant. <laughs> and the other the other thing that that you know is theory but is also backed up in the films and books is the fact that whether he intended to or not 
Tom Riddle single-handedly made sure Hagrid did not finish his magical training at Hogwarts. So because be, because he was scared of what Hagrid could have become as the person who could have stood up to him and, and stood in front of him, um, he made sure he didn't get to complete his training by framing him for what happened in book two. So I, that's a really interesting theory. It's not substantiated, but I think it's amazing. But Hagrid is my second favorite character in the whole series behind Dobby. I think he deserves to be at number four. That Your Dobby Hagrid thing is ridiculous. Vetoed. Hagrid. What? I, oh, yeah. No. I think I think oh, Hagrid my. is fine. I think he's fine. All right, Hope Camp, you're up. I love it when he changes Dudley into Move a on. pig. He's uh, he's lovable. Stop talking. Stop talking. No yeah. one cares. <laughs> Submit your Move character. On with your Dolores Umbridge garbage. Yeah. Oh, is she no, number four? No, you want to go yeah, ahead. She's number one. Is she number four. She's number one. But I'm going to do the whole thing that Grandma's apparently boy. we're supposed to do, which is after you submit an incorrect or a, a vetoed or challenged, uh, you just move on and pretend like it never happened. <laughs> and I really do think that uh, I'm going to maybe try to play a little bit Minerva McGonagall. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm cool. Okay. All se- she's one of the few characters in all seven books. She's phenomenal. She's f- tough but fair. She's powerful. She's always. She you don't have to tell us how great she's she is. We know. we know. We know. Do it, your it, duty it, to our school. You only you only <laughs> ruined this by taking such a staunch anti-Hagrid take that anything you said next felt controversial. You picked the right person. Everyone agrees with you. But shut up, and no yeah. one cares what you have to say for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Okay? This is stupid. Disagree. I think Hagrid is... All the reasons you said you like him, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Flynn, Flynn, there's better characters. Flynn, better characters. Flynn, I mean... I, I was I was fully planning to put another character here, but it has to be Hagrid. Like like it's it's it has to be it's Hagrid. Hagrid, it's Hagrid. I'm gonna lose the challenge if I do it. Um, Kevin, can Go you rehash? Can, no, I'm not gonna challenge it because everyone clearly wants Hagrid for some reason. Can you rehash where we're at? I have no. We're idea at number five. Dobby's number one. Snape is number uh, two. Sirius Black is three. Minerva McGonagall is four. Hagrid is five. All right. Pretty. Can't be challenging. Uh, no, I, I'm going to save that for something I might be able to win. Okay. The veto was was how I feel about it. It's been voiced. McGonagall got the the movement up she deserved. And, and totally fair. But shut the hell. And up. I wouldn't have put McGonagall Jacob. there. So you won. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 This does get a little trickier. Um. I'm gonna try, though, and I'm gonna actually no, no, I'm not even gonna try. Bellatrix Lestrange, mm, wrong villain. Challenge, Jenny Weasley. Okay. Oh, book, okay. book Jenny Weasley. Oh, that's right. <laughs> book Jenny is so much better. I hate, than I hate that we have to clarify that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. I don't even Sorry, want Bonnie. Kevin to talk here. Book Jenny is a I, top I secede. Five I secede. She is way higher than Hagrid, in my opinion. I. I will. I will. <laughs> yeah. Jenny's it's amazing. Jenny. No, it's okay. Jenny. It's Jenny. <laughs> uh, quick. Uh, Helen Bowman Carter is um, a million times the actor that Bonnie. What's her name is? But you're right. Bonnie Wright. <laughs> But yeah. you're but you're right. It's it's Jenny here. It's six. Jenny. I, I actually think that movie Bellatrix Lestrange is the reason that you went with her, pretty. 
and yeah. book. Yes, and, totally. And those, yeah. oh, totally. those that yeah. only think 100%. of book Ginny because they know how bad movie Ginny is are the reasons that you have to push down Bellatrix of Strange because she's not that compelling in the books. She's just a a quality. No, she's just here. this ominous villain that yep. you hear about, mm-hmm. and in and yeah, no, Hel- Helen Bowman Carter is is she made that she made that role. And that character, Man, best best actresses of the last twenty years. And I, I think she'd probably make the top five. I don't know, pretty. If you want to argue this, but I think she's probably in the top five. Character, absolutely. Mm-mm. Top five character, hundred percent. No, I just said actresses. So, Kevin, we're back up to we're back up to your old ass. So, what do you got for us? We are up to me, and I can't explain enough how it's the car. Uh, the oh Weasley's car God. is the. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything. No, it's up to you all. No, I, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. I am kidding. I just really okay. wanted that reaction. So I, I, I am kidding. Oh, but, like, we had the reaction because of, like, I can see you doing that. <laughs> it is something I would do, but I don't actually believe the in this. The plausibility got us. Yeah, yeah. No, that's more I, of an I indictment understand. on you. <laughs> I understand. No, no. My, my actual... <laughs> My actual answer is the Whomping Willow. The Whomping Willow as tree is is <laughs> such a great example of how it's a very well written character. <laughs> no, this is this is you're punking us again, right? This is the car part two. Yeah, it is. It is. It's the second joke. There will be no third, but it was the second. He joke doesn't have a third to pivot. He doesn't have a third one to pivot to. No, He's the like, third oh, joke will not. Well, the third joke is never. The forbidden forest. Yeah, the third joke never actually lands. The sorting hat. Well, now you're just spoiling what I was. No, gonna actually, say. I would have. This, the sorting hat could be legit. I'm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that more, is fair. More, uh, I'd, anyway. I'd want to know more about. Kevin, that. what's your real? Ahead, what's your Kevin. real answer? I, oh, man, I'm between. A couple. This is really, really tough. <laughs> he's, he's pivoting because we laughed at his two serious picks. No, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm really not. I'm, I'm staring at two names. By the names. way, Flynn, you have both a challenge and a veto left? I only have a veto left. I just challenged with Jay. <sighs> oh, that's right, because Pretty's an idiot. <laughs> I'm staring at two names... One's been mentioned already, one hasn't, and I'm going to go with Lupin. Lupin was my number three. I'm not challenging or doing anything yeah, with that. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All right. That. Most of the squad is in here. Great. It is super interesting that Dumbledore's not on the list yet. He's and a I, villain. And I'm not, I'm not going to put him on the list. No way. <laughs> uh, no way. Dumbledore, you mean the, the farmer from, uh, from Charlotte's Web? No, I'm sure. the farmer from Charlotte's Web. Makes this, does Michael g- makes this character that everybody loves and makes him into a celebrity, and he's some pig, and then all along the farmer knows, oh, I'm killing this pig at the end of this movie. <laughs> I'm killing this pig so that I can eat him and feed him to you know my kids. Yeah, I, yeah. Wow, that's obviously Dumbledore. okay. Wow. Yeah, or or as we alluded to <laughs> wow. earlier, R two D two. Wow. Um. Wow. Okay. I okay, put her, Wilson. I put her up at number two, rightfully. She has to be on the list because we are naming the best characters, and Dolores Umbridge is one of the best characters. One book, you have a reaction when I say the name. Her toad face, you see it even before there was a movie. She is the best character that J.K. Rowling wrote. 
It is uh, such a great argument of camp uh, veto. Um, so, <laughs> Flynn, who's number eight? Um, How did you have a veto left? What did you do? Yeah, with the I've, done, I've, I've done nothing. Oh, my God. Are you sure? I haven't vetoed or challenged anything. This is ridiculous. Yeah, he has Pretty vetoed, pretty challenged. Yep. You you vetoed. You challenged. I've, I, I still have my challenge. Okay. You vetoed. I did veto. Flynn still has a veto. No, Flynn has a challenge. Or no, yeah, no veto. I have a veto. veto. You're right. No, you're right. he you're challenged right. me. You're right. You're, right. Yeah. you're right. No, he has a veto. I have a challenge. Kevin now has a challenge, too. Mm-hmm. So, Flynn, who's number eight? And why is it the Whomping Willow? <laughs> it's not... <laughs> The Whomping Willow. Pansy Parkinson. Dolores Umbridge is a better um, character than everyone on our list, actually. She's a worse well, character, she's a, but she's a better she's a, character. She's a better she's written a character person. than she's a better written character so, than anybody on our so list. Bad. I concede that. It's not how I'm approaching this. She's I am between two, and they're very, very different. Um, uh, there are we. There's I'm one I know will stand. We've got some. Real good characters. We might have to come back and do 11 to 20. What's our challenge veto situation again? I have a veto. You challenge, I challenge. I've got nothing. No, yeah, you have a veto, and Kevin and I have a challenge. That's all that's left. And this cannot be Dolores Umbridge at eight. Okay, fine. Molly Weasley. Despite her status as best character. Molly 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 Weasley Weasley is acceptable at eight. It's going to stand... The other one wouldn't have standed, and it would have been challenged, so I'll Some people say stood. But why would why? Stand. Why say stood? Standard. <laughs> it would have stood. I was very conflicted. Okay, my own head swimming. Oh, you mean conflicted? <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna mess him up. You might as well mess him all up. Conflicted. <laughs> Is that what you meant? Conflicted. All right, Jacob. Here's uh, number nine. Uh, Really good stuff. Really good okay. stuff there. I'm I'm between two on this, and honestly, I would love to see these two have a little like spinoff of their own, as like a Starsky and Hutch kind of deal. But I'm gonna go with Fred and George can be one. Kingsley Shacklebolt <laughs> in the top ten. Yeah, in the top absolutely. <laughs> I like Kingsley. Yep, but he's I love Kings barely in any of. He's a very minor Here. character. And this won't change any of your minds. This won't change any of your minds. Nope. But this is who I'm thinking with him. Mad-Eye Moody and Kingsley Shacklebolt, Starsky and Hutch. Okay. Someone, One of those would have been one acceptable. Of one of those is not. No, you one challenge, you challenge it. it. You, you've got a veto left. A veto. Use it. Then veto it. Use it. Fine, veto. <laughs> When's it going to be more powerful than at eight? At nine. When's it going to be more powerful Fine. than nine? Veto Kingsley. King. I love Kingsley, but I, I, he, he's barely, so, so yeah, barely Kingsley's, a character. Kingsley's not at nine, and now we get to keep him off the list. If we challenge him, I might have put up someone worse, like Fang. What if I challenge with Fang, Flynn? <laughs> okay. Do you feel Stun, like that would have been? Uh, do you feel like uh, you voted for Kingsley? Shun-Pike. All right, Kevin. Better now. Kevin, you are up. Buckbeak. Do it. <laughs> The true hair. This is my sixth hot take of the night. Edwig. The true it's a new hero. Episode. Kevin, this is number true, one. I'm sorry, you're right. <laughs> this is my first hot take of the night. The true hero of the entire Harry Potter series. You already said Dobby was. I already guarantee this is so stupid. Is a man. Is 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 a man who knew what he was doing all along. He said. I need to make sure that this young man who's coming into my care will become strong. 
I need to make sure that he will become resilient. I cannot baby or pamper this person. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna get so many. He's gonna have so many uh, things happen to him that he needs to be resilient and capable of of taking a punch and moving on. It's Mr. Dursley. Yeah, he is. That's so stupid. The best. He is the true hero. Of uh, of Harry Potter, so I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge with Umbridge because if we're gonna pick a character that makes <laughs> yes. you feel pain, it should be Umbridge. If there's a villain on this list, it has to be Good Umbridge. God. If there's a character that's better written than Umbridge, I will not listen to you because you're wrong. She, and she makes you emote things that you didn't know you could feel. Mostly anger because you everyone relates to someone that you hated, like you hate Umbridge. It's you know how you know how pretty do you agree? Pretty do you agree? It's Umbridge over uh, Vernon. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. You know how yeah, there's a it's um, number nine in 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 the the depending on where you're listening from, in either the Sorcerer's Stone or the Philosopher's Stone, there's a you know there's a quote <laughs> from. There's a troll in the dungeon. You, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kevin. Are you are you placating to our British audience? Yeah. <laughs> it's episode twenty three. Do you think we're not worldwide by now? Okay. Yeah. Um, you know the the phrase "There's a troll in the dungeon" that that is you know I I, I want I, you all to know. I have been very aside we just from my all of the British people that are listening now with that terrible idea. but well, not the British some children of, some but not the British. oh yeah like you think they're listening we have really been anti-British apparently that's true that's true never mind uh, you guys can you know go back to your tea and crumpets I the reason I was bringing it up is that you know I was kind of trolling for my last couple of picks because I really am having a hard time with this after the first couple uh, Mr. Dursley was a troll I was going to switch to Bellatrix Lestrange but Huffcamp jumped in very quickly with a challenge, and so I'm just going to let that let that stand and move on. I agree, it's Dolores Umbridge. She should be there. She's a great character. I don't love her, but she's a great character. Uh, Bellatrix is strange. I like better, but but let's move on. So that's number nine. That was uh, yeah, that's number yes. nine. I pick number, number ten, and Flynn or Kevin has to challenge it. Yep. No, Flynn's out. Flynn's out. No, I'm out. I'm out. Flynn's out. I Kevin have a has to challenge it. So he doesn't have to, Kevin if, he, and I, if he's okay with it. I could. If yeah, I, yeah, I, I might, I might not. Sure. Challenge. Unless I pick the person, Kevin's going to challenge it because he's a man of principle. Yep. <clears throat> there was one name that I was working on between Lupin and this person, and if you don't choose this person, then I'm going to challenge. I am actually. You know what's sad? Three Neville Longbottom's still not on here. I'm actually between four names because I forgot about Neville again. Yep. Which makes me think he doesn't belong. So I'm back between three names. I'm gonna eliminate. Dumbledore. I'm gonna eliminate Dumbledore from my list of names as well, um, because he, I don't know. I feel like this is now an anti-Dumbledore list. If he's if the difference between him being on the list or at ten, he would not stand for that. Fred and George in tandem. If I can't do it in tandem, if I can't do it in tandem, yeah, I, I mean, they, do it yeah, no, I agree. They they count as a tandem, but I don't know if they deserve to be on the list or not. Okay. Kingsley Shacklebolt and Mad Eye Moody don't. Okay, first of all, yes, no, they do not. First They're of all, very different people. First of all, you didn't say that. You just said Kingsley Shacklebolt. Wouldn't it be great if he was in a series? Second of all, no, they don't. Third of all, this is here's what's true. If they don't count Flint, a tandem, Fl- I will do my other one. No, no, no. Here's, I'm here's what's to, true. I'm fine to. Flynn, I'm fine to hear that. Flynn asked me at work two days ago, 
He said, <laughs> do Fred and George count as one? And I said, yes. Yeah, I asked okay. him that. Yeah. He, that, that 100% accurate. Are you going to challenge or not? Yeah, I'm going to challenge. Um, the name that I was staring down it, it over. Choose the right pretty one. Don't, Choose pretty, the right don't one. say a word. Don't say a word. Choose the right one. The name one that thing. I was staring down over Lupin was Neville. But I think number 10 is a character we know almost nothing about. Gavin, I would choose Neville. It's Lily Potter. Interesting. I, I was hoping you would get to go with Lu- Luna Lovegood was the other one I was between. She should be on this mm-hmm. list. Names were chosen Fred over Luna that George didn't need Luna. to be. Neville deserves Luna. to be on this Luna, list. Those Luna, two don't. Neville deserves to be on so this list. Luna. Luna deserves to be on this list. But Lily Potter paid the ultimate sacrifice. She is... The the martyr of the series. She took on. She she isn't some amazing witch or wizard. She was appropriately fine, but she said to to <laughs> she was the, in the slug club. She said to the greatest adversary of all time, which is full strength Voldemort. You can't have my son, and stood in front of him to take. A fatal blow, and she deserves to be honored for that. All right. First off, Kevin, I thought you had an awesome moment to do a Theoden moment there where she stood between the ultimate wizard and said, you have no power here. But he did have power. He killed her. (laughs) Well, over her son. Anyway, uh, I thought it was a good moment uh, for you to do that. Fred and George are comedic relief at all times in a... And are both not like everything that they do, even Hermione, when she's like mad at them for being mischievous, is like, these guys are brilliant. I think it's uh, very, very interesting and very compelling that they have set up an amazing joke shop that works forever, that the magic they do is talented. They're just, they're the, they're the perfect periphery character. And I don't think we get enough, I don't think we get to know Lily enough to say, she belongs on the list. Great sacrifice. Agreed. One of the top three sacrifices of all times. Um, but I don't know that we know enough about her. I, I like Fred and George. They're they're great. I just think that Lily Potter... Pretty, I see your confusion. Jesus and Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was also calculating. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, Gandalf. <laughs> Gandalf. <Yep. laughs> Number four, my, Brian my, my from band. the life of Brian. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Your Get Brian us back on track. Pretty and Flynn have to vote on this, I think. Uh, Fred and George. Fred and George. It's Fred and George. Yeah, I think if I had done Neville, I think they both would have chosen Neville over Fred and George. But Yes. Um, and I probably should have. But, I, you know, as I do on this podcast, I stick to my guns and, um, and often lose. Uh, so... So number 10 is going to be the Fred and George Weasley. So it's Dobby, Interesting. Snape, Sirius Black, uh, Minerva McGonagall, Hagrid, Ginny, Lupin, Molly Weasley, Dolores Umbridge, Fred and George. Here's the, here's the question that I pose at all times. Um, I've read the books multiple, multiple times. I've listened to all of Benjamin Harry Potter. I've read a lot. I've, I'm on the um, Wizarding World from J.K. Rowling. I still don't know with 100% confidence if Fred or George died. 
One of them oh, it's, One uh, of them did. I George don't remember died. for sure. George. I, George died. I, yep, George was who I was going to go with, but I don't know it. With Fred Tom. lost his ear. Yeah, it's because it's... it's uh, I'm holy it, now. It's alphabetical. Uh, Fred's alive, George is not. George is dead. Yeah, Fred's alive, Fred, George is Fred's dead. Missing no, an ear. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. That actually makes sense. What I said. Yeah, like the Beatles. Anyways. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so that's, so, our, that's uh, our list. That is what happened. That's, I am not happy with it. I don't feel like any of us are. The, no, I think we've got to come back and do 11 to 20. Dobby at number one is astounding. Two yeah, through ten. I don't like it. That's up. why I tried to challenge it. I ten, told Flynn three could, days ago I was putting Dobby number one. He, he knew. did. I, I knew, and it. <sighs> and he put me. Still he chose I'm me still first. Disappointed. You you chose our order for this event, knowing I was putting Dobby number one. The problem was we had no clear definition. Pretty came in with Neville. No one wanted it. I was like, I'm li- I'm thinking about Umbridge yeah. here. Kevin was not on board with it, and Flynn stayed silent. I'll say. So really, why is Dobby number one? Because of Flynn's incompetence. I'll say Thank this: you, this is more problematic than our Disney princess list. <laughs> no, it's it's not. Not. Actually, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> You're <laughs> the only person in the world who thinks that. <laughs> it is. Um, okay, we, we so have, <laughs> we are going to move on. Uh, Past that nonsense to um, our second segment, um, non-fictional battle royale, which I will introduce to everyone. Fictional battle royale. Non-fictional, fictional battle royale. Yeah, so the way that Flynn has has uh, proposed this one, um, which is really cool, is uh, so we're, we're drafting characters... Of history, so f- historical real figures, real historical uh, so figures, real people, real people, um, and uh, the important things to know is we are drafting the richest possible team while still being able to win in a royale, uh, like a battle royale rumble style fight. Yep. Um, so, for example, you could draft, you know, whoever Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates. Um, they have a lot of money. They might not be the best in a fight, but you can justify, you know, oh, well, they would maybe have this type of thing. Uh, we, as part of your pick, this required some research. You do have to include their approximate net, net worth and give them some type of weapon of your choosing, um, something to help them in this battle royale. Uh, full disclosure, I thought it was a fictional richest person battle royale so i spent most of my time preparing for this calculating <laughs> some fake and impartially true uh like, net worths of like um, cartoon comic characters book characters and cartoon characters um my list is how rather much, how much did you give how much did you give the kingpin kingpin is 30 billion he's 30, worth 30, 30 billion. billion that feels low for the kingpin yep. okay and tony well, stark um, you gave him what 100 Tony's, billion well, so here's the thing: is I had two random lists. One one list uh, calculated uh, Iron Man's up? net worth uh, <laughs> way up there. How much money um, did you think was in the swimming pool filled of gold coins? Like, how much money is that particular pool? It, worth? That's a lot. Um, if anyone was curious, Smaug has approximate <laughs> net worth of fifty six billion. <laughs> fifty six million. That's it? Billion. 56 billion. billion. Okay, that's a billion. little okay. better. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. 
And, so you are uh, not at all yeah, prepared Batman for the Iron segment you nope. are introducing. Here's here's what yep. here's yeah. what I so thought why was, I, I did it. not pay any attention to the weapon component of this. I really didn't. Yeah. I'm just picking rich badasses. Well, that's where you all are going to lose. And if you think that my rich badasses couldn't just and nowadays just buy the weapon that would win, well then you don't know how rich my badasses are. So well, I'm gonna say this. I'm, we'll I'm gonna say out. that uh, the the weapon I would I would think has to be at least semi appropriate to the era. So like, you know, Fine. Julius Caesar can't have you know a, a a grenade launcher kind of thing. Well, in that case, why don't you just draft the richest four people of today and give Fine. them Fine. a nuclear give, bomb? Give whoever you want whatever <laughs> weapons you want. Fine, whatever. We're gonna do it's this. Just, they're just throwing. Uh, have, we call them. Nuke nades, and they're just <laughs> miniature <laughs> nuclear bombs that they bought because they're rich and Fine. we have the technology. Yeah, you can do that. Uh, so I'm, <laughs> right. I'm up first. Uh, What's the, what, yeah, uh, the someone, order? Someone Flynn remind Ho- me of the order. The order yep. is me, Hope Camp, Jacob, Hope Kevin. Camp, Jacob, Kevin. Thank you for repeating. Feel like we got so the, so the order of wealth. Along the, way. the order of wealth is, is I'm just curious. So we're we're like we we're, we're hopefully being judged by our 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 pods um, by drafting the wealthiest team, but also a team that you think can win in a fight. So like, kind of balancing the two out. So my first pick is I think pretty damn obvious. It's Genghis Khan, um, yep. and I I found a, a pretty um, a pretty. You know, uh, it's, it's a list of, of the the richest people ever, and it says his peak net worth was hundreds of trillions of mm-hmm. dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, mm-hmm. that's that's more than anyone ever by hundreds of trillions. Um, and he he conquered over twelve million square miles. So yeah, uh, and the weapon I'm going to give him is uh, nuke nades. So yeah, grenades made of nukes. <laughs> Everyone's giving nuke mates. Everyone has nuke mates. <laughs> this is like when you play uh, Goldeneye and everybody has the landmines and nobody has or, uh, yeah, so uh, it's proximity g- mines. It's nobody Genghis has Khan anything with else. mini nukes. Yeah. No, yeah. if you're playing Goldeneye, everyone's got the golden gun. Or slappers only. No, 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 no. Goldeneye is even more fun when you give everybody the only the proximity mines. So they... Oh, well, that's actually... It's really fun because <laughs> you can throw them at people. Terrible way. So yeah, play. Genghis it's a Khan way to play nukes. the game. You're yeah, like, you're like going it. down the stairs and you're like, gotta find a new way down. And then you're like, can't go that way either. Guess I'm stuck in the bathroom. In the last two minutes, <laughs> Flynn was like, it has to be historically accurate to their time. Huffcamp was like, I don't feel like we should do that. And he goes, okay, cool. Genghis Khan <laughs> nuclear bomb grenades that have never existed in history. That's what we're doing. Hundreds okay, of trillions cool. of dollars can do. That. I would like to think. <laughs> that what I have done is given everyone nuke nades, <laughs> and, and now we be a man of a, now we can have a debate. I'm going to be a man of integrity and lose this, um, but that's fine. So um, I, I there was Since only nuke one, nades don't exist. Just so we're all there clear. was going to be only one way to truly deviate from my initial plan, and that was could I get Genghis Khan because. <laughs> Man, I, as we all know, I'm a Genghis Khan fanboy. And he's basically well known as the wealthiest person of all time, probably. 
Uh, and he's one of the best warriors of all time. But I found some. I found some things that hundreds of trillions of dollars. There's all kinds of different things that you could say. I've seen different things that listed uh, like Mensa Mensa is like an un- incalculable wealth, and I found, found found some that listed him as like a couple of billion dollars. Yeah. Um, so let's play the whole like how much are historical people worth game. I'm going to take Alexander the Great again. Damn it, he's, that was my next pick. He's. <laughs> Conservatively, five hundred billion. The man conquered basically the known world. Yeah. Yep, um, yep, Greek yep. was the most powerful. I mean, it's Alexander the Great. He's he's the best general possibly of all time, and he conquered too much, and he was worth you know maybe trillions less than Genghis Khan. But no one actually knows. The man is it, phenomenal. No one knows, and it's probably true that Alexander the Great uh, weapon was nuke nades. <laughs> really? Okay. All right. Okay. I have no idea who's next. The order makes Pretty. no sense to me. It's me. Well, I actually did kind of go with a little bit of a theme here on stuff. Um, I'm going to actually draft uh, John D. Rockefeller. Okay. Flimsy old man. Uh, go ahead. Be- well, the richest man in history. Uh, he's the oil. <laughs> he's the he's the oil oil baron. He's like the oil man. I get so it. So he's got all of his oiled machines to power everything else. So uh, yeah, John D. Rockefeller's my pick. He died in 1937. Just so everybody's aware of that. Um, and what's his weapon? Nuke nades. His, his net. <laughs> what's his yeah, weapon? No, I'm not giving him nuke nades. <laughs> I'm giving him like I'm giving him like a balloon of oil. <laughs> yeah, just a bunch of oil. Just all the just oil in the world. Oil. All oil. the oil in the world. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, here's no, here's the Rachel. difference between numbers one, two, and three. Richness, let's call sure. them roughly the same, even if that's not true, because we can't figure out how to navigate the century divide. Um, two of them were conquering warriors. One of them owned some oil. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Uh, conquered industry. Kevin, you're up. Industry conquer. And <laughs> yeah. uh, his, his approximate net worth is $340 billion. So, okay. Well, those were all on my list. And going forth here really sucks. Um, <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to punt to um, give some folks a little bit of history and try to scapegoat this a little bit. So I'm drafting first overall... Sam Walton. Walmart guy? If you don't know who Sam Walton is, yep, Sam Walton uh, is Walmart. He was born in 1918 and died in 1992. His In 2018, the estimated net worth of Sam Walton was $171.6 billion. Um, and his weapon is the reason why I'm drafting him or choosing him for my team to directly combat all three of you. Because the one thing that Sam has access to that the three of you don't is the smallpox vaccine. (laughs) And so he is going to have a vial of smallpox, the virus, to throw at the three of you. (laughs) Sam is immune because he has the vaccine because of the time period when she was alive. And the three of you don't. So uh, Genghis, Uh, Alex, and John are all straight up dead. And Sam is doing just fine. 
in years. I don't think you know how smallpox works. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so so last time I've got I've got some. So last time uh, Jacob uh, asked if he could have Hannibal Barca and his his elephant. Um, this time I'm going. He doesn't to, have a good net worth. I know. I'm going to take Andrew Carnegie, and he's going to ride in on a steam engine on his Dang it! That train. was my second pick. Yes, so he's going to ride in. His weapon is a steam engine. I have um, Andrew Carnegie's 2018 estimated wealth at $102.7 billion. Uh, I'm seeing on this website it's $337 billion. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's your source? Mine's US US Today. Lovemoney.com. <laughs> <laughs> There's no uh, when it comes to estimating historical figures work, you you lose a little bit. Yeah. There's not a hundred percent. I don't think it's I don't think it's two hundred and something billion dollars worth of uh, Here's miscalculation. Speed. Here's what I do. Or two hundred and forty two euros. I think we could continue to draft ancient warriors and estimate their net worth in the billions and trillions. Or we can draft (laughs) robber barons who have no military or combative power, but are also really rich. He has a train. But what we don't, what we don't have, oh, cool, a train. That's the weapon? You're bringing a train? What we don't have is the military leadership of a 10 story high mountain of radiation <laughs> that's worth a half of a billion dollars George Washington and that's George Washington dollars. really Man, are you going to draft your your he's worth of roughly 500 million dollars which by the way if you're doing the math is more money than you'll ever make people listening to this podcast um, if you are with, if you are worth Bitcoin. more than that and you listen to this podcast just tweet it. Just say I hit, listen to the Burger Brothers up. podcast, uh, please. You know. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Um, listen, <laughs> 500 million, fundraising. 500 million is money. more than you need to do anything that we're about to do in this on this like battle. Um, and Alexander the Great also has a billion dollars. Like not even not just a billion dollars more than that. Five hundred billion dollars at least. So money is no longer really the object here. It's about crafting the team that's going to dominate. And George Washington has a very important role to play in that. Um, what's his weapon? I just nuke told nades, you. right? <laughs> nuke, nuke, well, nuke, obviously, nuke first off, nuke nades. Second nuke off, nades. Okay, thank you. radiation. Teeth. He's okay, ten stories <laughs> high and made of radiation. Nuke nades ten x maybe, stories maybe high. He has, maybe he has 30 <laughs> weapons, Kevin. Think about that one. I, I heard that guy had like 30 <laughs> weapons. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and and also some weird stuff with bears, but it's time to move on to pretty. <laughs> all right. Uh, next we all know he's got my... access to acid as well. He's got access to acid. Do not draft a bear. Uh, instantly canceled <laughs> out by George Washington. Well, I'm drafting Cornelius Vanderbilt. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good pick. He is. On the list I've uh, been looking at as the second wealthiest of all time with the 2018 estimated net worth of $208.4 billion. And he's from Staten Island, so he'll cut you. <laughs> Is that what Staten Island means? Yes. Aren't the impractical jokers from Staten Island? They feel very anti-stab. Yes, they are from Staten Island. Okay, and what's his weapon? Uh, his weapon of choice, 
will be um, oh, I can't take a locomotive locomotive because Flynn already took a locomotive. I have all trains with Andrew Carnegie. You could take a ship, uh, a, a boat. Yeah, I'm gonna take a steamboat. Steamboat, like a, a, great. Great choice. No, no, but I'm no, not gonna lie. The, I no, no, don't no. care. The steamboat. The, the steamboat that I'm looking Canada's at is uh, is is like one of those like classic. It, it, sorry, it looks more like the Titanic. It's it's actually the Sea Vanderbilt on the Hudson River. It's a steamer that was owned by Cornelius Vanderbilt. You looks think, pretty sweet. You think that a boat on the Hudson River kind of like the Titanic? Oh, just let him do his thing. Stop it. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. Jacob Astor is also on my list. <laughs> okay, so I'm up. I'm up. No, I'm up. No. Kevin's up. Is, are you up? No, uh, Kevin's up. Kevin has I'm a Kevin person. Everyone else has two. Okay. This is difficult. I'm between a... I'm just going to say it. You can pick him if you want. I'm between William the Conqueror. He's on my list. And... Uh, and... Somebody who I think is crazier. Like... If I'm like, do I want to be in a room with someone who wants to kill me? Ooh, and if that person I'm in the room and they want to kill me is is William the Conqueror, or if the person who wants to kill me is Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> like I I kind of I'm really a lot more concerned about Mark Zuckerberg. He's that guy's robot. insane. Yeah, he's, he's insane. First of all, he's robot. Second of all, he's insane. Yeah. Um, Dude's uh, straight up he's, crazy. He, in, in 2018, is the weapon of he was Facebook. It is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's cyber psychological it's torture. My, Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> is going to cyberbully everybody on your all's teams. He, you know, he's only he's only worth 66 billion according to USA Today in terms of his 2018 estimated value, but. Um, the guy's a nut job, and yeah. it's kind of like you know Charlie or uh, like you know uh, the Tasmanian Devil joining one of these fights. Yeah, who is the least predictable person that's been added so far? It's Mark Zuckerberg by a freaking mile. I will so say, I think Mark Zuckerberg is Michael the Sarah. first person. No, it's not Michael Sarah. <laughs> Do you think Michael Sarah plays him in? in he looks network? like Michael Sarah. Oh I, haven't, I haven't seen the oh social God. network, so. Really? No. <laughs> the social network was where written did, where by. Where did you pull Michael Sarah from? He looks like Michael Sarah. Oh. The, the social kind of look like Jesse Michael. Shut up! Eisenberg. Shut up! Jesse Eisenberg Fine, plays man. him in the Social Network. Social Network was written by the greatest uh, screenwriter by of Aaron our time, Sorkin. Aaron yeah, we Sorkin. Get it. Aaron Sorkin's uh, fine, and he's a ama- He's not fine. He's amazing. Aaron Sorkin's and not you should, fine. He's actually you quite good. Really yes. read. You should really yeah, read fine. everything pretty, he's ever done pretty. and it's watch called, everything he's ever done. It's called doing what you all do to me to Kevin. Aaron Sorkin is the most overrated writer of all time. Everyone knows it. Except for I'm right about Seinfeld, and, and your statements are so false about Aaron Sorkin. But Mark Zuckerberg well, is my choice. It would have been fine if everyone would have been on board, but you guys only gang up on my Well, anchors. Flynn hasn't seen anything, and pretty knows I'm right. So this was the wrong hill to die on, Hupcamp. <laughs> but here's the here's what's good. Uh, you, no, not you. Say here's what's Flynn good. is up next. Yep, Flynn's up Flynn, next. Flynn's up. He's been trying to go for about ten minutes now. I have. I have. I've been ready. Um, so... What every good Dungeons and Dragons uh, squad needs a cleric is a bard um, with some vicious not mockery, 
Um, and that's why I'm drafting Elon Musk with his internet <laughs> memes. So he's going to uh, internet meme vicious mockery everyone. There's no way he out-cyber bullies Mark Zuckerberg. I think you guys are choosing the wrong thing. So he's worth uh, approximately $200 billion or so. Uh, I could have drafted a, a, a space rocket, I guess, but I'm going to draft internet memes instead. Yeah. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. He's also so, a crazy person. Here's, here's what I'm going to do. I think you guys are overthinking the money part of this. Yes, they need to have money. But again, dying a millionaire means you're, you're pretty damn rich. Once you get to having a squad that's worth a billion dollars, a trillion dollars, you can't really spend that money in a quick, we encountered on the street fight. No one's bringing their rockets. No one is just walking around with their nuclear bomb attached to their chest. No one's walking around with their space chest. No one has prepared um, to be able to cyberbully everyone, like sitting around coding the cyberbullying. And that's why you need fisticuffs. And that's why, once again, I will choose a dragon to be on my team in the name of Bruce Lee, who died worth $10 million. $10 million <laughs> is a very good, very good amount of You're money. You're just drafting the it's same like team that you did redrafting the time. same team. Bruce Lee is great. He will fight all of you. His, ha- his weapon is his hands. You didn't even make a new list. I made several new lists. There are many more names on this list that are very different. Bruce Lee is on my team. The man died worth $10 million. And he has, like, the best and quickest and most amazing physical altercation skills that you could imagine. He's going to punch a hole through Elon Musk's chest. And he's worth $10 million. If a man's worth $10 million, he qualifies for the list. Am I up next? Yeah. All right. I am going to draft J.P. Morgan. You guys are thinking about this so wrong. <laughs> Again, we have different <laughs> philosophies. <laughs> uh, well, Pretty's going I, obviously for robber barons, but you, but Flynn, you took Carnegie, and what he's, is J.P. Morgan's oh, weapon? I think he's Pretty? about out. Obviously, money. Uh, financial ruin. He's just going to uh, ruin the rest of your. He's going your to declare bankruptcy for you. Okay. He's Mr. Monopoly. All right. Well, you're obviously all approaching this wrong. I. <laughs> I think I'm the only one approaching it correctly. I have Genghis Khan. I know it was between William the Conqueror earlier, but you have Geng- you do have Genghis Khan. You have the only one that combines money and warrior skills other than me. Everyone okay. else is just money. All right, here we go. Money and access to God. The richest pope in the history of the Catholic Church is Pope Alexander the Sixth? Oh, good call, good call. He was Pope. <laughs> uh, he died in in 1503. Um, he had he was known as the richest pope in uh, history of the Catholic Church. He had of all popes, he's really not the best guy. Uh, he did some crazy stuff uh, and in terms of uh, adultery and money laundering. But 
one of the things that's true about Pope Alexander the Sixth is he was the leader of the Catholic Church in the history of the church when it was at its most rich point in the history of all things. So the guy had not only access to an armada, a crusade army of people, but he himself was also rich as hell. And popes are was he the one that infallible. The, the crusade, like the children's crusade, was that him? The crusades in the 1500s were not successful. All right. I would argue none of the crusades were truly successful. Well, th- but at th- least yeah, the really early ones, <laughs> you know, conquered Jerusalem. The later yeah. ones, when you're talking about, they really weren't doing much. So, um, to be completely honest, this person wasn't on my list prior to minutes ago. But as we were talking, I thought, you know, how can I counteract some of these issues? And I'll take Pope Francis, and Pope Francis is is. Fantastic! I you know, have who's gonna no come, doubt that I have enough money to win this, and all who's going to fight the Pope Francis. Deals. But then it was, you know, Pope Francis is is just the model pacifist, and and so who who is Pope, but also rich, and that's how I got to Pope Alexander the Sixth. So that's what I'm going with. Where's he from? He Pope Alexander the Sixth. Yeah. Uh, he was born Italy in Borgia. Uh, okay. My guess was either Italy or France, but... thought it was Spain. Uh, I think Spain, actually. Okay, yeah, I thought it was Spain. He's a part of the Borgia, okay. Borgia family. But, okay. Spain's fine. I just wanted to make sure he wasn't British, because he would not survive childhood with my team. Not British. Not British. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would, I didn't think he was, not, he, I wanted to no, At no just point sure. was he yeah. ever British children. <laughs> so... Uh, yep. So my last, my last pick uh, is going to be... Um, talk about a Voldemort-type character that that maybe he's not the best fighter, but he inspires others to do his bad work for him. Vladimir Putin, who has a peak net worth of up to two hundred billion dollars, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say that he he is he is insane and rich enough to transform his left arm into a double-barreled shotgun where the, the, the left barrel shoots bullets, but the right barrel shoots poison because that is his uh, thing that he takes out his uh, uh, alleged uh, competition. Okay. So, so what, yeah. we're, what, we're, what we're definitely saying... Which I thought was pretty clear with Nuke Nates, but has been made even more clear with this ridiculous shotgun take. Yeah, he has a shotgun arm. When you're rich, you just make it up, and that's your weapon. Got yeah. it. Yeah. So this, so as I predicted, the weapon thing doesn't actually matter. All of our yeah. teams are rich enough. <laughs> Clearly. I aligned it. myself with a pope, and then Flynn was like, I want Putin. And my team is littered with warriors and badasses. <laughs> Um, where do we land on Jesus again? <laughs> Jesus was not stipulated. I'm pretty no. sure he was, he was not. not he was not stipulated in this as as outside the boundaries of this of this contest. Well, you can choose really Jesus. It's really tough to argue that the net worth of heaven is worse than <laughs> he anything was rich in done. spirit. Is that, is that what you're trying to argue right now? <laughs> uh, he's on the list. 
And and <laughs> you, we did not set a minimum net worth. And in uh, next to Jesus of Nazareth, which is how I've written it because of the historical uh, figures that we're doing, I wrote. Pretty the, sure Jesus was against people being super rich. No, he his kingdom was the kingdom of heaven. Your your <laughs> wealth was eternal life in heaven. Stop it. Jesus of Nazareth, <laughs> Bruce Lee, George Washington, and I didn't, Alexander I haven't the drafted Great. Jesus yet. <laughs> I'm just asking if that's what your plan is. No, I could draft another. I'm thinking about drafting another dragon. But it, <laughs> but again, Jesus is a pacifist. We, <laughs> Are you just so. going to draft a Komodo <laughs> dragon? No, no. I'm better than that. I know. He's the only person. Pick. He's the only person on my list. So I wanted to draft Rasputin so that I could literally have the exact Again? same team. Rasputin <laughs> is worth one to five million dollars. I think that I will cede to you that I've proven my point that I could draft the exact same team and win this whole yep. thing. Yep. And so I will instead pivot to get my second dragon. Bill Gates. Vlad the Impaler. He's a vampire, not a dragon. Pretty, would you like to translate Dracula into modern-day English? Vampire. Do you know why it's vampire? Do you know why Dracula is associated with vampires? Enlighten me. Well, because that's just what was written. They were like, oh, look, Vlad the Impaler (laughs) is a vampire. They wrote it. Dracula equals vampire. Vampire equals this. Dracula, if you want to translate everything... His father is literally Vlad the Dragon. So Vlad Dracula is son of the dragon. So I have another dragon on my team. I, I do not stretch. have his net worth. It's a stretch. I now have two dragons. His dad was less impressive, and I tried to fit him on my team. It didn't work. It's the only person <laughs> I, didn't have, uh, I didn't have a true net worth for. Um, but the man, like, just ruined the Ottomans. He just, like, I murdered them and escaped them. Jacob and um, Vlad the Impaler is his weapon of choice is a beheaded Ottoman on a spike. Okay, <laughs> so he's going to run at you with an exposed spear and also the head of an Ottoman because that's basically what he did. So for my final pick, uh, you've noticed a theme probably by now. I have several robber barons. Uh, I have Vanderbilt. I have Rockefeller, and I have J.P. Morgan. Uh, So only fitting that I close out my team with Rob Barron, the Australian boxer. (laughs) (laughs) And boxing gloves is his weapon of choice, I imagine. Yeah, it should be noted. (laughs) No, it's brass knuckles or boxing gloves. His net worth is hundreds of dollars. Boxing gloves. his career disclosed earnings is zero U.S. dollars. You, you could so have chosen the rich. CEO of. Oh my you God. could have chosen the CEO of Red Baron Pizza. Uh, <laughs> that was an option. Nope, nope. It's got to be got Rob Baron the boxer. Boxing Australian club. boxer. Or, I don't okay. know, the Red Baron. If he's going to pick you, someone yeah, with no money, the Red Baron might have been a decent option. With a fighter jet, yeah, it might have been a decent option, but that's fine. <laughs> Jacob, Jacob. So I'm last, and the name I'm staring down is Henry Ford, which could have been kind of fun. He was a car manufacturer. There's some other things. But, again, the wealth uh, – HuffCamp's right. The wealth stuff doesn't matter. Except in terms of, you know, how, how this goes, 
this isn't a tournament. This isn't like only one person mano y mano. This is a freaking fight. And you know, when we we just you know we've talked about Letter Kenny and how only awesome like it five is. Five warriors in the whole thing. Well, but listen to me. We've talked about Letter Kenny and how you know in Letter Kenny it's kind of fun because what, no matter who's in the fight, that person's squad shows up to represent. And Jeff Bezos, if you look at you know who's who are the richest people ever in the world or whatever, Jeff Bezos is on that list for sure, obviously. But Jeff Bezos um, is is not who I would ever take. What I who I will take with my fourth and final pick, recognizing my job is philanthropy. So I work in the world of philanthropy. I'm choosing Mackenzie Scott because. Mackenzie Scott in 2019 divorced from Jeff Bezos, and as is true in in the um, the poem "Gold Digger" by uh, Kanye West, <laughs> when when she leave your ass, thought, she gonna that, leave. She, she oh, gonna leave with half. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, when she leave your ass, she gonna leave with half, and that's what happened. And in 2019, when they got divorced, Mackenzie Scott was like. All right, bro, I am now one of – we've talked about this in terms of historical whatever, but one of the things people need to understand, when you talk about billionaires, there are not like hundreds of billionaires in the world. There are less than 50 billionaires ever. I mean – Ever? A billion, we just drafted uh, all, no, only billionaires. Alive. There are approximately 2,095 billionaires in the world currently. I think that that's a gross uh, – cite your damn source because I don't believe you at all. (laughs) The internet. Uh, DrKevinReynolds.com, weirdly enough. Um, According uh, to Wikipedia, which – fine. Okay. uh, There are 2,755 billionaires in the world. I was off by a couple hundred. In the world. In the world. When we talk about people who have m- multiple billions, right? So you're talking there are people who have a billion dollars. When we talk about people who have billions, billions of dollars, that list gets tremendously smaller. Since 2019, Mackenzie Scott has just bewildered people who do what I do. She has given away over $9 billion in the last two years to charity. Mackenzie's one person. So when we talk about, like, the amount of billionaires in the world are, is extremely small, you know, oftentimes people are like, you know, they tell me, you know, I've, there's this donor you really got to talk to. The guy's a billionaire. No, he might be a hundred millionaire, which makes him incredibly wealthy. And yes, this person can't help us. But every single time someone tells me that I should go talk to this billionaire, it's nowhere near someone who actually has a billion dollars. Billionaires are extremely rare. Because billionaires, because once you have a billion dollars, you can just basically buy whatever you want because you can't really really spend a billion dollars. So like once you have $500 billion. You cannot run out of money. Right. So – why are you all still drafting billionaires once you get your first one? There are 228 people in the world that have over $10 billion. Yeah, which is very a very small number of people. But you said there was less than 50 people that had a billion. I so. think the here's, – here's what I 
Here's what's true. When all of these squads round the corner anchorman style, your all's money will not stop the blades of my squad. And also, my squad has the same like has enough money to stop the money of your squad. Sir, sir, you have interrupted me again. I am here to tell you I'm choosing Mackenzie Scott not because she is herself a force to be reckoned with. No, you've just been talking Mackenzie Scott and everyone is thwarting you with your factual nonsense along the way. Well, they're coming at me for all sorts of stuff, and they're probably right. The point is $9 billion to be given away out of one individual is unprecedented in human history. So Mackenzie Scott might not be a force to be reckoned with. But if I found out that if I was among Mackenzie Scott's, you know, donor group and someone was like, hey, yo, she's showing up to a fight. Would you stand there beside her for this fight? I'd be like, yeah. And I'm saying this for two reasons. One, Mackenzie, if you're listening, Thomas More University is in the middle of a silent phase of a capital (laughs) campaign. And if you can help us, I promise you would not regret it. And if you were ever in a situation where world domination where world domination is happening and you're like, I need someone to stand beside me to face the forces of evil, I am there. I got your back, Mackenzie. Mac, I'm there. So help me out and I'll help you out. Gimme cookie got you cookie. I am with you. <laughs> and I'm with you in such a, a devout way. That I am choosing you on my squad to join Sam Walton, Mark Zuckerberg, Pope Alexander VI, and you, Mackenzie Scott. You're on my squad. I choose you. Now pick me. Choose me. Love me. Donate to my college. Mackenzie. Be a part of what I'm trying to do. The only the only team that is like like Genghis Khan was rich enough to finance the whole entire thing. Like, every one of our teams doesn't make enough money as Genghis Khan. <laughs> so why are you yeah, all putting just... more money into the debate? His followers are there. Genghis Khan's followers are there because they're afraid oh. of him. Mackenzie's followers are there because they love her. It's different. Uh, it's different. There's no way that I... Okay, let's recap real quick. We'd lose this. I, I drafted Genghis Khan, followed by Andrew Carnegie, followed by... Uh, Elon Musk, Vladimir Putin, and Elon no. Musk. Yeah, those mm-hmm. two. Yeah, those two. Uh, my squad is Alexander the Great, George Washington, the Dragon Bruce Lee, and the son of the Dragon Vlad the Impaler, aka Dracula. My squad is uh, John D. Rockefeller, Cornelius Vanderbilt, J.P. Morgan, and uh, which all three of those are robber barons and uh, Rob Baron. The Australian boxer. I'm very disappointed that there are, I believe I'm correct in saying this, zero John C. Riley references in your team. Correct. Correct. I was almost going for that for a hot second, and then I was like, nope, I'm already committed. I thought I had thought about it. Literally, I, I looked, there's the second one. I had looked up who did John C. Riley play in, like, what historical figures has John C. Riley played? Um, in Gangs of New York, that's a historical figure, isn't it? Yep. He was just the cop, though. Oh, yeah. So the winning team is Sam Walton uh, uh, of Walmart, armed with a smallpox virus uh, to kill everybody else. Mark Zuckerberg with his obvious cyberbullying. 
uh, Pope Alexander VI with his popeness, and Mackenzie Scott, who I think we've all covered, is a wonderful person who could do a lot of great in the world, even though she's already given nearly $9 billion. She could continue to give away money to necessary charities, and there are many in the northern Kentucky area that could be really beneficial uh, for her, and uh, it would be great to have opportunities to honor her. So thank you, Mackenzie Scott. I'm so upset by this by this literal pitch for money <laughs> that, that has. I was gonna say this, this this turned into a, what pitch? Yeah, what pitch? Look, all I know is that you it's guys a little bit draftable. I was person. under the impression that we were going to draft based on a combination of wealth and like fighting prowess, and everyone just went with wealth, which makes me very confident that I'll win. If I drafted Jeff Bezos, no one has said anything. I drafted Mackenzie Scott because she's a woman. You're telling me that we're coming after her for some sort of my my options were: if Genghis Khan were there, I'll draft Genghis Khan and go for the rich ones. If not, I'll draft the same team. And no one else was taken. I mean, there are two Caesars that were worth a trillion dollars. Um, Which one's the salad? A- okay. Well, so here's the thing: is uh, Hope Camp froze, uh, and we've been going at this for a while. You've asked for none of this. You probably checked out a long time ago. So. Uh, we thank you for listening again for all of this. And, um, yeah, you asked for none of it. There it was anyways. This was the Bourbon and Brothers podcast. Have a bourbon with us, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Good night. Mackenzie, you just give me a call. Just give me a call. All of them. There's no, there's no Caesar salad that is different from Emperor's of Rome. Attila the Hunt's worth half a trillion. Um... Akbar the first, the like best uh, Indian Empire of the 1500s, 21 trillion. I mean, like, there's so many amazing people that could have been drafted, and you guys went with just like, I'll draft some crappy billionaire that owned oil. I don't know. I feel so. I, I, my team's so much better than yours. Awesome.